Hey guys, welcome back to Droolish. Joey here. Let's talk football. Welcome back to Droolish, episode 33. I'm your host, Joey Montano. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about week 14 of the NFL. I'm excited for week 14. But before we dive into week 14, I want to remind you guys that Droolish is a sleep and relaxation podcast focused on my soothing yet yawn-inducing voice to help you fall asleep, potentially curb your insomnia, and just get your mind off of your day. Okay, so if you're stressed, just lay in bed or just, I don't know, hop on the TV and just listen to this in the background and let my voice just calm you down. Don't worry about your stressful week. Don't worry about what's going on in your life right now, okay? Especially if it's like outside of stuff you can't even control, okay? That's, all right, I'm telling you that right now. Put, you know, as long as the headset's on and I'm telling you, just don't worry about things you can't control, you know, you can't change it by worrying more. So that's my little tip to you before we talk about the NFL. If you're new, I do talk about this stuff. Uh, I talk about a variety of subjects every single episode. Um, more recently, I'm talking about NFL picks, usually released Wednesday, Thursdays. And then on, on Mondays, I talk about uh, startups, or at least startup ideas. Most subjects do change fairly frequently, but I'm on a roll with just talking about one or two things um, sparingly, or maybe just doing it week over week. And I think I create some consistency. So look forward to potentially more episodes of not just the startup talk, but the football stuff. But if there's anything that you guys have an interest in me talking about more, I could be talking about sleep more too, but I feel like if I talk about sleep every single subject and every single time, uh, I don't think I'm actually going to be providing value to people that uh, might not actually need it because we're going to spend all this time talking about how to sleep and you're going to be thinking about sleep and you're never going to fall asleep. So um, that's why I try not to talk about sleeping too much. And I know I've already did it like five times in this episode, but we're at the beginning of the episode and that's just help. And I'm just going to let my, my long winded voice and my, um, you know, monotonous football talk, uh, do the job for you. And, uh, this, if this is not your jam, then so be it. You know, obviously I would love to help everyone fall asleep, but I also know my type of personality and I'm a pretty dry guy. Uh, I like to laugh a lot more. I like to try to be fun, but it's hard for me to, uh, emote all that when we're, when we're trying to sleep. So uh, I'm, I'm definitely working on that. In the meantime, before I become a quote-unquote professional podcast host, I would like to thank everyone uh, from downloading and listening and potentially even watching uh, a couple of the episodes that I have on YouTube. Uh, I recently I logged on today and I have, have 4,000 total downloads, which flabbergasted, guys. I am flabbergasted. I want to scream from the rooftops, but that's not going to help you fall asleep, guys and gals. But for whatever reason, the last week has just exploded. I I thought I was going to get like just over a thousand downloads, like maybe 1100 downloads for the month of November. The last few days I had 300 downloads. And then this month already, I'm getting like a hundred downloads a day. Like what is going on? What the heck? I'm not even releasing episodes daily. This is nuts, guys. I appreciate you guys downloading in it, and and I swear, I I still think, I know this is crazy, but I still think there's like two or three of you guys that are just, like, yeah, I feel like it's just like there's like a professor that's just like judging me and be like, you know, I'm prob- probably being listened to in some classroom, talk about like, hey, look at look at the, look at this like crazy kid talking about his ridiculous podcast and talking about all these ridiculous things, um, you know, if he can do it, so can you, 
I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that's the positive spin on it, but uh, either way, guys, I'm pretty excited. I The 4,000 milestone is just blowing my mind, and the recent traction, it, it I don't know, guys, it's just, I'm just flabbergasted. I, there's nothing more I can say. Um, that said, <laughs> I don't know why, <laughs> nothing more I could say in that said. Okay. I swear, I swear I'm wide awake. Okay. I'm going to stay on task. I know I like to talk and be a little bit tangential, but I really am very appreciative of everything so far. And, uh, I, I don't, I don't know what to say. I, I honestly would, didn't think I'd even be doing this podcast after like 10 episodes. Uh, it was just an idea. And, uh, the more downloads I get, like I said, it feels like I'm at least helping others. So, uh, I'm going to stick to it. And if you have any comments or feedback or suggestions, uh, email me at droolishpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can send me a Facebook or Twitter message too, and just type in Droolish Podcast on the search bars and you'll find you'll find it as well. Before we hop into the week 14 NFL picks, we're going to review week 13 picks and then go over the anti-power rankings. I'll explain what each of those are uh, when we get to it, but... I do keep timestamps at the end of each episode. If you look in the description, feel free to go to that specific part if you want to read or listen to the um, picks. Um, But for now, uh, we are going to be talking about week 13 recaps. So all of my picks are done on Yahoo Fantasy Sports, uh, especially for the Pick'em category. I am in the Fans of Detroit and Fans of Michigan groups, so if you are making picks yourself you feel free to join those and just look me up i can verify all of my wins and losses um but i don't think many people care too much about that uh, especially since last week i finished with an eight and eight record so uh, i've been on the up and up for the week for for the weeks prior and this week i, I kind of laid a stinker and i'm i'm uh, a little bit bummed about that so um that's fine eight and eight is still respectable i have 109 points with a win-loss record of 109 and 82. Uh, I told myself at the beginning of the year I was going to start keeping track of all of my picks, and it turns out I'm decent, but I'm not where I want to be. I'm not even remotely close. So, uh, And, yeah, I do mention in the descriptions and everything else that I'm like, you know, I'm not the most informed, and this is more of like an Ill, ill-informed analyst like view, but uh, I do pride myself in getting uh, especially the more, more underdog picks and... Uh, like beating the spreads. I don't say more sports gambling picks right. Um, but uh, but since these are pickums, especially Yahoo pickums, like each each uh, game is pretty much worth one point. So uh, I can technically just pick the favorites every single game, and then I might have a better record. But I, I, what's the point of that? Anyone can do that. So uh, going over last week's results, starting from the Thursday night games. Uh, despite being 8-8, eight and eight, we started out great with the Chicago pick beating Detroit 24-20. Uh, I didn't have too much, too many worries, um, even though Chicago was down early. Uh, when it comes to these close, close rivalry games, uh, Detroit has shown to not show up at the very end of games. They lose all the games that they take leads in. So I really wasn't too worried when they had that lead early, uh, especially when they're driving down the field. It's everything, everything felt like it was a 1990s like old-school Lions game that I hated watching. Um, the only difference is, as opposed to a 17-13 score, we got a 24-20 score. Um, so there was a little bit more offense, and uh, David Blau, we used to call him David Blow, uh, only, you know, just joking with that name, but uh, he actually showed a, he showed uh, some moxie. He's got, uh, he's got some potential. Uh, definitely liked what he was showing <laughs> last game, so uh, hopefully he could put more together in the future, but 
Uh, Detroit is still always coming up short, and I'm glad I, I'm glad I picked against Detroit. And I hurt saying that. Like for the pick'em wise, it was a great pick, but I hate going against Detroit, guys. Uh, that's my home team. Uh, got the win. Next pick, I picked Dallas over Buffalo. I recall last week saying Dallas should have the edge, and I don't really believe in Buffalo too much. Um, but I have been giving them a little bit more respect as of late. Uh, and they put up and shut me up last game. This was a bad pick on my end. I, I No excuses. This is a big mystery. Dallas was a lot worse than I imagined. Buffalo's offense has been coming together, and I need to update my my perception of them. They were terrible the early of the year, and they've, stopped, they've been starting to come together in the middle of the year. Uh, and I would be very eager to see how this week's game goes with them. But as for last week, they are steamrolling now. So they need a pretty okay-ish Dallas team. Um, so that was a wrong pick. Uh, the next game, I picked the New Orleans Saints to beat Atlanta. That one was a fairly simple game, 26-18. No real worries here. Uh, the next few games, these were all wrong. So I picked the Jets over the Bengals. And this one, I even said it. I have no idea why. This is a terrible pick on my end because... Despite this, I said it, I think it was like a 50-50. I really think with Andy Dalton coming in, uh, I thought the score would be... Actually, the Cincinnati score I thought would be right. I just thought the Jets would have scored at least like 24 based on uh, how Darvin was playing. But uh, they completely regressed back to, back to the means. Andy Dalton and the team really did not want to finish 0-16. Um, that really was the bottom line. It's like, hey, they were probably the most motivated team last week. But, and with Andy Dalton coming back in with a... With a QB change. Uh, this should have been a lot closer. This should have been a better pick. This should have been. A, this should have been at worst an aching Cincinnati pick and not an aching Jets pick. So that's on me. I, I have to take right up for that loss. That's that's on me. Uh, the next game I picked the Colts over the Tennessee Titans, and I thought this game was going to be a lot closer. Uh, but Jacoby Brissett actually being playing playing pretty solid, but uh, I know Indianapolis's offense has not been as potent. Uh, whereas Tennessee's offense, its team play in general, has just lit a spark. Uh, they tend to do this towards the middle of the season, it's like they light a fire. Um, and hopefully, it seems like with Tannehill, it seems like they are not going to be regressing anytime soon, I would think. Um, but this was, a, this was a wrong pick, I don't think it was terribly wrong compared to the other two. Uh, generally, these games, these games are a lot closer, um, but this is still a wrong pick. I, I have to take credit for that one, it's not as terrible as I thought it would be, but... Um, yeah, 31-17, this is the beat down. Kind of a beat down. Uh, the Miami game, I picked Philadelphia over the Miami uh, Dolphins. And uh, I thought Philadelphia was just going to win this. I thought they were going to get into playoff mode. Uh, that was honestly the logic behind it. And you can't you can't stop Miami. Fitz, Fitzpatrick, Fitzmagic, he's got no pressure on him anymore. He's just YOLOing it. So that's, that's the result of running into Fitzmagic. And... Uh, you know, I, I wish this pick was better, but uh, I, I anticipated more to come out of Philadelphia and not to lay up 37. So, I mean, I, I this is this is the wrong pick, but I don't think it was a bad pick, uh, unlike some other ones that I've heard you talk about so far. So, um, chopping that one up is, uh, eh, you know, it sucks, but I, I, I stand by my pick. Uh, then we start getting into some wins here. So, I picked Green Bay over the Giants. That was a beat down. I picked Pittsburgh over Cleveland, and I did not want to go... Um, before Cleveland, I didn't want to go oh, Pittsburgh because my heart's at Cleveland, but uh, Pittsburgh 
they're a stronger team. They've done a lot more with less compared to Cleveland, who's done a lot less with more. So uh, that's what a what that's what it boiled down to, especially at this point of the season. Uh, next game, I had Carolina over Washington. Uh, I that was, big game was probably a little bit closer than it should have been, but uh, Washington <laughs> did get the win. Ron Rivera got fired. Rivera uh, and yeah, I didn't think Carolina was going to come up that short. I thought. I know Washington's defense has been a little bit more stout lately. Um, I thought this would have been a 60-40, but it seems like, yeah, this is... I'll chalk that, chalk that one up as wrong with it for me. Carolina has been tailspinning, and Washington has been pulling wins against random teams. Um, they're not great by any means, but, um, yeah, but they, you know, they, they can still win. They, they still have the any given Sunday ability, from what it seems like. Uh, and then I picked... The underdog, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, to beat Jacksonville. Uh, I assumed as much that one. I think that was a fairly easy pick. Uh, with Foles, with Fole, he, he's he's not a bit, of, a bit of an unknown, but like he has, he's had little playing time. Uh, English is out of any place, but he's had little playing time. The Tampa Bay Bucks have just been hot or cold, and at this point, Tampa's like Tampa Bay is the most like the most dynamite team slash like you know non-dynamic team. They're, they're, they're Jekyll and I. I can't think of a better analogy, but, but they showed up, and, and, and I'm glad I got that one right. So uh, I picked Baltimore Ravens over the 49ers. 2017, that was a clean flip. I couldn't, can't blame you. Can't not blame you if you picked either or. I'm glad I got that one right. I picked the Cardinals to beat the Rams, and I'm not going to lie, this was not only a terrible pick, but I'm very disappointed in Arizona coming out at home. Uh, against, uh, you know, a uh, struggling Rams team. Uh, it seems like uh, McVay and the team is starting to pull some uh, some offensive firepower together. There may be some things that have clicked. Uh, maybe it could have been a matchup performance, but uh, it just seems very uncharacteristic of Arizona to just lay an egg like that. 34-7, uh, they literally have comp competed every in every single game all year. Uh, this is just the most... Uh, this loss, it kind of just blows my mind. I, I honestly thought... They win flat out. This, like this was a win in my eyes. Uh, so, uh, all of all the other ones might be wrong. This was like way off base. I am very shamed. Oh my god. That being said, uh, going down, I picked Denver to beat the Chargers, 23-20. That's kind of what I expected. I know this game, this game was more or less a coin flip, but. Uh, if you just look at how these teams finish at the end of the year, or end of games throughout the year, the Chargers have always come up short. Same as Detroit. And Denver, while they come up short a little bit, they've shown that they can win more frequently when it, when it matters. Um, especially against teams that, that lose just as frequently as them at the end of games. So, I, I think that was a... That game literally happened kind of how I imagined it, so I'm pretty happy with that. I picked Kansas City to beat Oakland. I don't think I credited that one too much. I did not expect a shellacking of 40-9. to nine. Um, Oakland certainly is trying to figure out what they need to do when dressed. Uh, and then the last two games, very, very interesting ones. I picked uh, the New England Patriots to beat Houston, and that was pure numbers play, just never got the Patriots. And uh, Houston won. Uh, Houston's been hit or miss, which is kind of, they, they're so weird. They show up against really good teams and then just kind of ball the ganks some other time, just like against mid-tier teams. And then I picked uh, Minnesota to beat Seattle, and this was just me. Um, riding into the idea that uh, Seattle just was just going to run out of gas and they're going to get their loss out of the way and reset. 
Um, but Seattle has just been going through the grinder of just barely winning these tough games against all these opponents. And I just don't know how, how, if that's sustainable, if they can keep it up. And I honestly thought they were going to just get that loss out of their way. That was pretty much the reason that, you know, these teams were pretty much evenly matched. Uh, we both saw the game. You know, the Minnesota had their Minnesota had their attempts to tie and win. And, it, I don't know, it was a fun game overall, but uh, I, I, I missed the mark on that one. So... Um, despite being eight and eight, I can say one, two, three, uh, let's see, four, five. Yeah, five of these were all pure on me. A couple of these were just kind of like, eh, you know, it's them the breaks. But um, yeah, five. Uh, yeah, that's unacceptable. I mean, I probably could have done better with the Buffalo pick if I paid more attention. Cincinnati I already told you how that one could have been. Um, Tennessee, eh, it's fairly excusable. Um, so is Philadelphia. The Carolina, Washington one, I could have gone the other way. Yeah, no, there's only like, there's only like three, three or four. They're truly terrible. I hate myself for it. But, um, that's fine though. That is fine. Now, now that we've learned what we've learned, we can talk about the anti-power rankings. This is my favorite. This is my favorite segment, so... If you are unfamiliar with the anti-power rankings on the podcast, a lot of top companies, top websites, ESPN, Fox Sports, whoever, likes to talk about the best teams in the NFL. Well, I don't like talking about the best teams in the NFL because everyone else is talking about it, so what's the point? That, that was important. I'm, I'm going to turn this up. But, uh, but realistically, I just like to talk about teams that are either on the bottom or they're, they're trying to figure themselves out. And teams that might not get reviewed or pretty much overlooked by every, by everyone else, or is just more or less laughing stock. I want to I want to get them their own face time. So I created the anti power rankings to rank the worst teams in the NFL and just judge them for you know how they're playing, fit of the record, um, their season trends, and kind of uh, my overall feel about kind of where they stand on the NFL. So uh first things first let's start with number one and i go through i go through one through 15 and i start with number one with the intent of you guys not uh being awake by the time they get to number 10 or number 15. also if i start from number 10 or number 15 and work my way to number one that's building suspense i don't want you guys to be suspensed and while you're trying to sleep that kind of that feels counterintuitive so uh let me actually get a, a, a sip of water my throat's feeling kind of scratchy so starting out at number one, they've been number one for the last four weeks, five, yeah, four weeks prior, they're still number one, and they are the Cincinnati Bengals. But Joey, they won last game, how could, how can I, how can I keep them on the bottom? Well, just because you won the last game, you were still, what, 0-11 at that point, so they're 1-11, maybe 1-12, I'm going to double check their uh, records here, but uh, a winless team winning one, one win. Uh, despite the fact that every other team in the NFL has at least three wins now. I'm pretty sure three wins. Hopefully I'm not completely wrong. But uh, does say, I mean, does tell the tale of saying, like, they're they're that bad. Uh, I know they beat a pretty strong, not pretty strong, but, you know, a pretty decent team last week. I take that back. They beat, they beat a decently running New York Jets team that went back to regression. So... Um, they won 22 to six. It's clearly not a super impressive victory, but the defensive effort—I will have to say that—I mean that is not bad. So, um, despite winning 22 to six against the Jets, who last week I had them um, winning, they were actually number eight. 
last week uh, with the anti-power rankings, but uh, might have been giving them a little bit too much credit. They still lost to the Bengals, and the Bengals, I'm sorry, I mean, Andy Dalton does give them their best chance to win, and honestly, if Andy Dalton did start the rest of the season, because I know they benched him uh, to try to get the tank, but I think they're, like, what are the overall standings in the NFL right now? I don't think there's any other team that has uh, less than three wins next to the Bengals. Yeah, four, four, four. Everyone else has three. Oh, the Giants have two wins. Okay, so it's between the Giants and the Bengals here. So the Bengals got their free win uh, by putting Bob Dalton in. And uh, I don't know, I've, I've said this throughout all season. It feels like the Cincinnati offense, it, it seems like they're just like lacking like lacking an additional cylinder. Like I don't know if it's like a dynamic playmaker they need or someone who, is, who can improve their route running. But uh, it seems like whenever Andy Dalton throws, it's just never, it's just either never there. The passes don't seem that like, like, like they're inaccurate. He's just not getting much to work with. So at least that's just my, my take. Uh, the Bengals, uh, I'm pretty sure they're still going to keep trying to get their number one spot for the Tank Bowl. Uh, this next week, I'm pretty sure, I forget who they face. Uh, they face, I don't know, I don't know, I'll worry about that next week. I'll worry about, the, I'll worry about that later. But uh, the Bengals overall standing in, starting 80 Dalton. Finally got their win. Uh, they are minus 119 in their point differential. Or differential. Wow. Miami has minus 177, and they have three three uh, wins. So that is very interesting. Yeah, so these two are pretty much tied for like, the worst point differentials in the, in the NFL. Uh, that said, Cincinnati, you haven't done enough to work your way down in the anti-power rankings. One win's fine. If you win again this next week, I will probably move you down uh, in the rankings. But you certainly earned the number one spot, so congrats. I would applause, but I don't want to wake all my, uh, my listeners up. Number two, moving up two spots from last week. And before I move forward, I want to mention too, um, despite my top 15, there are, I do tier them, um, depending on the tiers. Um, it pretty much is equivalent to their overall standing as a team. So just because the teams are number one or number four, you know, one or four, it does kind of mean that number one team is a little bit worse. But if they're all in the same tier, but, you know, for simplicity's sake, they're all just going to be bumped together as mediocre. Let's just say that. So. Um, so teams one through four are pretty much the worst of the worst. Uh, I don't expect anything, any momentum anymore at this point. Um, it could change throughout the, se- the rest of the season, but uh, this is just, you know, these teams are just sad. Number two, the Giants. Uh, they moved up two spots, and I was pretty high on the Giants considering um, when Daniel Jones came in, he definitely had that offensive spark. Uh, does not seem like his defense got the memo that they need to be playing. But because of that, I know the Jet, the Giants, I think they got greened uh, last week. They played, yeah, Green Bay. At, well, they're at New York, too. So, the home game against Green Bay, they lost 31-13. That's just, that's just not acceptable, guys. I mean, I mean, that's what you would expect for a strong team to do. You know, beat, beat a very weak Giants team. But, uh, yeah, I just, I'm just very sad with this team. I can look at their recent games too, but for the Giants, they've lost eight in a row. That they won those two initially when Daniel Jones came in, and then they seem to adjust. They've only scored 10, 14, 21, 26, 18, 27 was a close win against the Jets. 14, 13. So a lot of these teams, it's just, I don't know, it's just not good. <laughs> this is not good at all. Uh, so that's why you're you're number two, and I really wanted to place you down a lot lower because um, I, I do believe in Daniel Jones. I feel like he. he 
His offensive uh, capabilities are pretty decent. Definitely needs more coaching. He is a rookie quarterback after all. Uh, moving down to number three, I they moved down a spot, and that is my Detroit Lions. Because, come on, I, I mean, I, I had them as number two last week, but with the adjustment, they are still a team that is capable of winning. They're a team that does try. They're, it's a team that wit, that leads every single game. They just don't win. Okay, and in the NFL, wins matter. But still, I have to give them credit with how they play, the context of how they play, the situations that they're in. They're they are used. They're what they're on David Blau, and have to half the time people pronounce it as Blow. And he came out throwing a couple dimes early on to get the Bears off guard. Sure, the Lions' defense just was cut through like Swiss cheese, but like it's not it's, it's not anything out of the ordinary for Detroit. Okay, Detroit has a pretty a pretty nifty offensive coordinator in a Devil uh, coming from Seattle, and. Detroit's offense is, is pretty capable. It's probably, I think, like top whatever in the league. So it has to be at least, at least top 10. But the defense just does not win games. Uh, they seem to choke towards the end. So I will, I do weight them. <laughs> I, do, I do weight their quality of play um, a little bit better, despite them being number three. Uh, unlike teams like the Broncos or teams that might have a couple more wins um, that don't reflect their record, uh, Detroit kind of just gave out the last few weeks of the season with Stafford not being in. And yeah, there are some bright spots in uh, Galladay, and I think the um, the running back, uh, there's a new guy standing with the running back, I forgot who he was, but uh, he seems to be pretty uh, decent too, given the circumstances. So, um, but as much as good as I can talk about Detroit, they are still in the trash tier. Sorry, 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 Lions, I hate putting you here, but uh, but you know what do you what do you want me to do? You gotta play better. Number four, I have the New York Jets. Uh, just like two weeks ago, they were um, four, and then I moved them down four spots with their mini streak. They came back to reality and just lost to uh, the, the, the Dolphins. Not the Dolphins. I always think it's the Dolphins, but no, the Jets lost to the Bengals. Like, you don't lose to the Bengals. And I know some people are going to say, well, you know, uh, the Jets lost to the Bengals, so they should be ranked lower. I'm like, no, that's not how these power rankings, these not how these anti-power rankings go. It's, it's the team as a whole. It's how they're performing recently. One week is any given Sunday, okay? Um, one week losing to the worst team is indicative of them probably sleeping on, sleeping on the Bengals or them just hitting regression. You know, they, you know, their, their gameplay can't match up to every, you know, every NFL game forever. You know, team study, they learn and they adjust. So, uh, Cincinnati they did their homework by at least putting in Dalton to, to take care of the Jets, but the uh, Jets offense was sputtering. They did not get anything going. Yeah, but pretty much slow is like freaking frozen molasses, whatever that is. Um, prospects on the Jets, a little bit up, but not, not terribly uh, great, but uh, they, like I said, they did pull out a couple wins in a row. So, very interested to see how they go with a couple weeks, but I'm not expecting too much. Number five, I have the Washington Redskins moving down two spots from last week's number three. Uh, obviously winning. One winning against... Uh, I always forget. I know, I, I hate this, but yeah, winning against Carolina. And yes, the Carolina team with... Uh, sorry, but Kyle Allen has been... Uh, hit or miss, especially the last few weeks, or several weeks. It seems like Christian McCaffrey um, was, doing, was wrecking the league for the first half, and now that seems like the league is adjusting to him and pretty much exploiting uh, Kyle Allen. 
So Washington's defense has been pretty decent the last several weeks. Looking at their schedule, I know they've won the last two. They've won against the Lions and they've won against the Panthers, despite losing four prior. But here, here were their defensive efforts. They allowed nine points against the 49ers, 19 against the Vikings, 24 against the Bills, and I think one of them was a defensive touchdown, so it's like 17. And then 34 against the fluky Jets. The 34, um, like I said, it could be a one-off against the Jets, but when you stop the other teams from scoring, let's see, 16 and 21, and your offensive firepower goes up just a little bit, uh, this, is, this, is some, this is something notable. Uh, so they are showing their capability to to start score to start outscoring more than their opponents they've won two in a row and especially against a you know a mid-tier team that's uh, like carolina so uh no that's impressive so number five to number seven in this list and washington is included um these are teams that i have labeled as like peach which is more of like you know pure mediocre like like i don't think you're total trash i think you've shown some sign some signs of growth or you're probably trending down, but you're just either not performing the way you should be, um, regardless of the pieces that you have, and the record is pretty indicative of it. So, uh, and I think, uh, ha but, uh, who, I forgot who's starting, uh, Haskins? Is that the, uh, is that the quarterback for that? I don't pay attention to all these teams, but yeah, Dwayne Haskins. So he's been coming in, and I think he's won the last two games. Uh, so that's pretty good. And it seems like the team is, is playing with a little bit more uh, intensity, and I think it was like midseason QB change. That ten, I don't know. I don't know if that tends to be a thing when they have a new QB that is ready and not just like a backup, but he's actually ready to start. Um, seems like the team does. Seems like teams do play better around that. Number six. So they're moving up a spot from last week, and this is the LA Chargers. We all saw the Chargers lose last week against the Denver Broncos and I think both teams are kind of like in the same not tier but like I feel like the San Diego Chargers are just one step behind of being like the Denver Broncos they don't have as many wins and they just they don't close out as many games as what Denver could Denver has a lot more quality losses Denver ha ha you know Chargers have a lot more ugly losses uh, a lot of games that they could win and they don't uh, almost, almost as if like they wanted to try to do their best impression of the of the Lions, um, but uh, but still they lost a close one uh, at at away. Sorry, away against Denver. Uh, Phil Rivers, I believe there was talks about him being benched recently, so that that is news. I'm gonna I'm gonna double check their lineup right now. Now I'll do that later. I don't want to get too caught up in uh, in these anti-power rankings, but the Chargers. Uh, yeah, I, I think they mentioned they're going to be parting ways with uh, Philip Rivers at the end of the season. Uh, they've only scored the last recent games. Let's see. They've only scored 20, 17, 24, 11. They won 26, 16. Yeah, so it, it seems like they're kind of just in the middle of the road. Like, they're good for 20 points almost every game, and it's up to their defense to um, carry them. It seems like the defense is not carrying them, uh, despite being a, despite having a 4-8 and eight record. They have a plus three point differential. Or differential. Oakland. What kind of what kind of nonsense is this? Okay. Oakland has a six and six record with a negative eighty seven point differential. Differential against the Steelers. Four and eight plus three. So if you want 
a team that's just been underperforming when it matters, it's, it's the Chargers. They do it way more frequently. And I can even look at the Denver when we get to it. Because, you know, they're still going to be in the bottom. But, like, Denver has the same record. Uh, but they're minus 39, which is weird because... Uh, because I feel like the quality of Denver's losses are a lot better. So, uh, but they also get blown a lot. So it's pretty, I don't know, it's pretty weird. Um, despite them having the same record, I know I have them completely placed differently. But I'm all about more trending and how the teams are playing recently, not just flat out for the record, or else this will just be a, a standard win and loss type ranking. So, um, yeah, that was number six. Moving on to number seven, I have, moving down two spots, I did not expect this team to even remotely work their way here <laughs> but here they are uh, the Miami Dolphins just they were ranked number one all this for the whole season up until about five weeks ago they moved down two spots to number seven uh, I mean that's good news for Miami they're moving down on anti-power rankings and with their win last week against uh, man I always forget to the key yeah, I guess the Eagles, against, uh, you know, a playoff contending Eagles team. I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs this year, but they have been contending. Uh, Wilson, Wilson was certainly an impressive win. Uh, although, like I said, these could be one-off flukes with Fitzmagic just coming in and just laying 37 points. Um, there certainly wasn't a defensive uh, performance. Like, it wasn't a defensive bout last week. So this could be a one-off victory, but their ability to actually win and score points at random starts starts making me think they're turning into a Tampa Bay type team if they are able to keep this up into just a team that can be explosive on offense randomly and it doesn't matter how many points they give up they're still going to win that's starting to become Miami's MO if they, if they continue I might be getting a little bit ahead of myself because I would def I definitely want to check out their recent scores uh, when I get to it but yeah scoring 37 and winning and then the other time they won two, they won 26-18, 16-12. They still scored 20 and 24 points respectively in their recent games. So, like, they're still scoring between 17 and, like, 30 points a game. And well, especially last week they scored 37. So the, the QBs are starting to become hot, it looks like. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, 3-9 still not a great record, but they're certainly a far cry from what uh, they were, or way better, way better than they were initially at the beginning of the season. So... Uh, yeah, I, I, like I said, I do have them rated higher than the Chargers, and part of this, part of these rankings too, is that if I believe one team is ranked higher than the other, or lower than the other, in this case, then the lower teams should be able to beat the higher teams. Um, not all the time. It's obviously any given Sunday happens, but generally speaking, I feel like if they play tomorrow and they play with their best players and coaching and everything else, I think Miami has the edge over the Chargers. I just think the Chargers will find a way to lose the game, and Miami will somehow stumble into a victory. That's pretty much that's pretty much my logic behind it. So now we're going through number eight through twelve, and usually I do the top ten, but I'm going to go through twelve here because these are all ranked you know, orange, which means these teams should be a lot better. They could be respectable, but the records aren't either indicative of it, or the team is just not performing well. But they're not in the same leagues as like the teams that have been playing like trash. Um, although some of them could be close. So number eight. Moving up a spot is uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, they moved up six spots the week prior, and that was certainly an adjustment after Foles came back. And uh, they seem to continue to disappoint. Uh, I think the Jacksonville Jaguars just—they uh, they will do enough to. Um, I think they'll be enough to compete once. Well, Minshew's going to be back too, so um, they'll be enough. They'll be able to do well to compete now that the coaching staff has pretty much decided that he's going to be the guy moving forward. 
because you know you don't you don't sign Bowles and then have a standout rookie QB, um, you know, get benched after one bad performance and then say he's done for the rest of the season. I think it's just time for Jacksonville just to get Minshew's reps in, get, make sure he gets, uh, you know, his his reps, his make sure he gets his experience, make sure he's able to read defenses. Uh, it's it's all experience that, that he's gaining at this point. So. Uh, I don't see any reason why the team would be better with him. It doesn't seem like they're ex like amazing with him, but they're not terrible without him. Uh, he's, he's he's a work in progress, and he's he's shown he definitely shows some moxie. So, uh, depending on how Jacksonville builds their team around the next season, I'm really I'm very interested to see. But as is, the team does not seem to have like the offensive firepower. The defense seems to be like a little bit kind of doo doo right now. So, I'm not uh, I'm my my uh, my hopes on Jacksonville aren't that high at the moment. Uh, moving to number nine, and this team went down five spots. No, they went up five spots. I don't know why I said down, but they moved up five spots. Um, this is your Philadelphia Eagles. They are tumbling up. They're failing their way up to the number nine spot. Uh, Carson Wentz, the team, everyone there, just no one is really clicking. They lost, lost against the Dolphins. Okay. Now, granted, I mentioned Miami's playing a little bit better, and I have them moved up, like, literally to number uh, seven. And Jacksonville did lose, or no, sorry, not Jacksonville, the Eagles did lose them. So, um, you know, it, it is very indicative, especially how the team's been playing recently. Eagles have not really had the best season. Uh, they are trending downwards. I mean, they're five and seven. The last time I checked, they're only one game back in the, what's it, in the NFC East. This is, um, I mean, the division is pretty sad as is, but but overall, um, despite them being in the playoff hunt, one back, and uh, they're there's just not a good team. And, you know, people would think that Wentz has been supposed to be like the quarterback everyone thought he is. Um, he might have regressed a little bit, but I mean, he still has a lot of poise. It doesn't like I'm not seeing anything that's too crazy, um, crazy wrong with the team. Uh, I know there's been some criticisms on like how he's. Like throwing the balls, balls to the receivers, how he, I don't know, how his touch, I don't know if Alice touch isn't like ideal or how he throws doesn't mix. I don't know, maybe it's a chemistry thing. Beats me with his receivers, but I mean, we're heading into week 14 of the NFL and full in doubles, and Wentz has had a full season or, you know, a good portion of the season to get his reins in, and he hasn't been doing it yet. Um, and I don't, I don't expect a miraculous Eagles turnaround. Uh, actually, thinking about this even more, I don't know if I have Dallas on this. So, um, despite Dallas not actually being in my top 15, uh, there are probably, in my opinion, maybe like eight good teams in the NFL, maybe 10. So everyone else that's not even mentioned on this, it's the bar is pretty low. So I have to, I have to mention that too. Uh, moving to number 10, rounding out the top 10, I have the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Cardinals went down or moved up two spots. They lead, they laid a stinker. Uh, I am very sad. I'm very sad about this. Uh, I, I told you guys earlier I was fully anticipating Arizona to come out stronger. I thought they were going to win flat out against the Rams, um, but I did not. Unfortunately, I did not watch the game, so I can't even give good analysis on it. Uh, like I said, I can only watch so many games on weekend, but I, I, I don't know. I I need to look at the box score here because uh, the Cardinals should not have laid an egg like that. And let's do this last game. They lost 34-7. And that really hurt their point differential for the season, too. Uh, they were close. It was 3-0 at the end of like the first quarter, it looked like. But, uh, yeah, and they go up 17-14. 
So Kyle Murray was pretty much held um, to nothing. He had 163 yards, one interception. They swarmed the running game. Fitzgerald, he tried, Kyle Murray tried cheat coding Fitzgerald in. It wasn't enough. Uh, yeah, it's, it just seemed like the Cardinals were just not ready for that game. Uh, that's that's what it sounds like. And they gave up kind of like a late touchdown with the Kyle Murray 15-yard run. So I'm pretty sure Kyle Murray did have some initial running yards too. Look at the box score here. He wrong, wrong splits. Okay, cool. So yeah, I can't believe you later, Nick. I, they've lost. Here's something I, I didn't realize this because I've been so focused on their quality losses, but the Cardinals have just not been winning at all. They lost five in a row, and I, I guess it'll do that to any team here. But they so they were three and three and one. They lost to the Saints. They lost to the close 49ers, which I could see, you know, makes sense. They lost to the Bucks, which was kind of a scary one. And then they were super close to the 49ers again. And then it seemed like they crapped the bed with the Rams. Um, I don't know if it's just what's in their head or something like that, but um, I do like the quality of losses, but I, I'm hoping, hoping that they're able to build momentum off of this. Um, but it's tough. Uh, I might be ranking them a little bit high from the top 10, but... Uh, the team generally tries hard, and they usually always compete every game. But I don't, I don't know. I'm a little bit nervous uh, moving forward with them. Um, that's why you're number ten. You're still not terrible, I, I, despite your record. I think you guys are playing way better than what the record indic indicates. So there you have the top ten: Cincinnati, the Giants, the Lions, the Jets, the the Skins, the Chargers, the Dolphins, the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Eagles in number 10. I mentioned the Cardinals. Now, 11 through 15 and 16, I'm going to go through not too in-depth because I feel like the top 10 is pretty pretty long as is. Um, but I'll still run over these next ones too. So, um, Number 11, moving down five spots, is the Chicago Bears. Chicago has won a couple games in a row. They've beaten Detroit a couple times. And, and actually, how many games in a row have they won? I want to say three. Well, they've won three of their last four. They lost against the Rams. Um, they've been beating a lot of bum teams, and they're going to face another bum team in uh, the Cowboys, which they could potentially win. But they're not facing any more bum teams the rest of the season. So uh, I know they're six and six, and I've, this is like the opposite of like Arizona. Like their record is not indicative of where they're at. Uh, I they they know how to win ish. Um, maybe I'm misplacing like their win quality, um, but. Uh, they're, they're facing teams that are perennial losers and teams that just choke under pressure and Chicago just knows how to not screw up at the end. Uh, so uh, a lot of these games, you know, most of these games, if you're really good, you really shouldn't really be close at the end either way. So uh, Chicago, I don't know if Trubisky's even starting anymore. I don't pay attention. Um, I don't think he's starting anymore. I think someone else is. No, he, no Trubisky's starting. Uh, I don't know why I said he wasn't. He should be starting. But... Yeah, he's had a couple good games, quote unquote good games against bad teams. I hope that I hope they sign him to an extension, only because he is not that good. And I don't mind them having like an okay-ish quarterback that doesn't do too much damage to us. And I don't mind if he beats the Lions twice a year. We are a sad team this year. You can beat us all you want, like our, with our Staffordless offense scoring. You know, we can score like 12 points a game out there. Uh, Atlanta Falcons, uh, they moved down two spots. Uh, I think they won last week. Did they win? No. No. They might have done that win last week. Crazy. I have to, I'm sorry, I'm going through like all these scores in real time. 
and like ESPN's like setup of showing their schedule is frustrating because it's never like in the right order and it's hard to actually identify the team. Uh, so we are talking about Atlanta. Atlanta, 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 Atlanta. Yeah, they lost to the Saints. It was a close, I don't want to say it was a close game to the Saints, but um, it, the game was kind of what I expected. And I know, despite them moving down to, there are just a lot worse teams out in the NFL. I mean, that's honestly it. I, I don't know um, where else to place all the other teams. This is just, uh, it's just a crap sandwich at the bottom here. So, Atlanta, you're up for 12. Uh, 13, I have Denver. I, I talk about Denver a lot. Uh, they they beat uh, the Chargers barely. Not barely, but, you know, they had a decent win. And uh, uh, the offense seems to be doing okay. I, I don't have too much to say. I'm trying to, I'm trying to run through these last ones. So, um, Denver, I have 13 going down two spots. Um, 14, um, this is a new rank. I have the Carolina Panthers. They, they decided to show up. Um, I don't have too much. I don't pay attention to the team. I only know it's like Christian McCaffrey has been beastly, and then their offense has just been sputtering the last few weeks. They can show up in certain games, um, but it seems to be that they're in a downward spiral. And, and uh, if it continues, they're going to be not only out of the playoff hunt, but like, like completely out. I mean, they might be out already, but uh, this is going to be looking like a pretty bad season overall. Um, then, let's see, Denver, Carolina, and then I have number 15, Tampa Bay. Uh, at this point, Tampa Bay is going to be number 15 probably until the end of the season. I expect them to lose half the games and win half the games, and, and they're just jumping on hype. I don't know what they're going to be week over week, but they can pretty much win against any team in the NFL, like, period. Like, they can go into Baltimore and win probably like 45 to like 40. Okay, that's that's their team. They, they, they can, When they show up, they show up. If they don't, they lose. And at this point of the season, it's becoming like a 50-50 coin flip, so... Uh, that's that's my story. I'm sticking to it. Uh, number 16. I had this recently. Oakland is not rated, but I'm thinking I might. Uh, I put an honorable mention here as well for uh, Dallas. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys have just been playing terribly. Um, actually, I don't say terribly, but they've been underperforming. Same as with Oakland. I put those two on the same tier. I think they both have the same record, um, but Dallas is actually winning their division, and I think they're slightly better than the Eagles. And to put them in the to not put them in the anti-power rankings, I feel dirty. But there are just so many teams that are not good, in my opinion. Like, I feel like, uh, you know, take away Baltimore, New England, San Fran, Seattle, Orleans, Packers, uh, Minnesota, Kansas City, Dallas. Dallas, no, Dallas, no. Um, you know, take away Kansas City, um, Houston, um, even Buffalo, L.A. recently. Like, that was only 11 teams. And I would say those were really good. Yeah, 11 teams. And even then, the Rams, I would probably wouldn't even bundle in. Buffalo, I'm just being convinced. And Houston, I wouldn't even count that. There's probably like eight teams, eight or nine teams that I would consider like that are really good. Um, at the bare minimum, or good enough. And everyone else has kind of just been hovering around to like garbage tam town. Can't even speak. Uh, Alright, so there you guys have it. The anti-power rankings. Now, talking about week 14 of the NFL, we are four weeks away from the end of the season. Oh my god, I can't believe it. But uh, all good things must come to an, end, to an end eventually, and hopefully we can end with a bang here. So I mentioned earlier, coming into week 14, uh, finished 8-8, eight and eight, 109 points, 109 and 82. Uh, I'm ready to zone in, get these right. Uh, the biggest reason why I use the anti-power rankings 
is that it helps me gauge and document where the bad teams are, and then it makes my decision making easier for some of these games that I'm picking now. So, starting out, I have the first game. So, Yahoo does this in order of favorites to underdogs and in order of when the game starts. So, I'm hopefully going to be releasing this episode today. It's Wednesday, so... Uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully releasing this episode today on Wednesday, and... We'll, um, if you're able to listen to this overnight, that's great. And hopefully you'll be able to listen to this before the Thursday night game as well. It's the biggest reason why I try to set these games, uh, try to set these schedules, episodes up a day before, beforehand. So, Thursday night football, I have Dallas versus Chicago. And Dallas is a favorite. I am picking Dallas to win this against the underdog Chicago. I know this is the Thursday night game. And I believe in my heart of hearts that Chicago will just lay an egg. Uh, Thursday night games are usually pretty swingy uh, because of, of the short rest, but Chicago is still trying to play for the play, like try to get into the playoffs, and they, I could definitely see them sneaking a victory here. But uh, I don't think I don't think Dallas is one. I don't think one Dallas is terrible. Okay, I think they're a mediocre team. I think Chicago's terrible. Okay, so there's a big difference between that. So because of that, I think Dallas wins this like 60% of the time. Uh, which goes against the 60% that Yahoo's giving them. Yep, like, don't get me wrong, this is going to be close, but I think Dallas takes this. Uh, yeah, I, I just think so. I cannot think... I, I think, like, Chicago's going to have, like, a missed field goal or some stupid doink at the end, but I think uh, Dallas does win this. The next team... Uh, next game I have uh, Atlanta. Falcons being the Carolina Panthers. Now, Panthers are starting to go on the down and down. Atlanta, I just like their offensive capabilities. That even though they lost to the Saints, um, it does seem like they, well, despite being a little bit inconsistent, that uh, it does seem like they can actually beat a lot of the worst worst teams, I guess, maybe. But they are at home, and they tend to blow it at home. So I might switch, back, switch that back to Carolina. But no, I'm going to stick with Atlanta for now. We'll stick with Atlanta. Next game, I have Baltimore um, as a favorite against Buffalo. Uh, I'm probably going to be like 0 for 16 on all my Buffalo picks this this year. I, I just don't. I mean, I could just say yes the whole season and then just get them, make them one and done in the playoffs, which is probably the case. Um, this is a game that Buffalo could win, but I have not seen Lamar Jackson actually be contained. And until I see that, nothing. I, I'm not going against Baltimore for now. This next game, I have Cleveland against Cincinnati. Uh, Cleveland def- desperately, desperately needs this win. Uh, Cincinnati doesn't probably will not want to win because if they keep winning, they're not going to get the number one draft spot. And the biggest reason why they put Andy Dalton in is Andy Dalton in is because they had that full game. Uh, Cleveland, just like Tampa, is fully capable of just just laying waste, but uh, they can also lay like an egg, a goose egg. Uh, that said, I think Cleveland wins this like 70% of the time. I think they win this majority of the time. And as a matter of fact, they are an eight and a half point favorite. So just proof of thought. Uh, Green Bay versus Washington. I'm taking uh, Green Bay over Washington. Now, depending on the odds, Washington has shown that they are coming alive a little bit, and they have a decent defense. So this might be a really good upset pick. I'm not going to be upset if uh, Washington does win, despite me picking Green Bay. Um, and I'll explain that logic later. But uh, Green Bay, picking them to win and for the pickums. I'm picking Minnesota to beat Detroit. Uh, flat out. I just don't have any faith in Detroit and Minnesota... Uh, even though they're facing strong teams, they just keep putting up points. They, they're just they're a machine. So, 
So they're going to be something to mess with. They're, they're probably going to get to the NFC Championship game, if I have to be honest with you, probably facing Seattle. Uh, so uh, pretty. that's going to be a pretty exciting game uh, at, at that time. But in the meantime, I think they're going to lay waste to, 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 to Detroit. And they're certainly not like the Chicago Bears that Detroit was facing over Thanksgiving. Next game, I have the underdog 49ers. They are an underdog, which is kind of weird. I guess the New Orleans, New Orleans Saints. Uh, nothing has shown that San Francisco actually loses. Like, uh, what, aren't they 10 and 2 still? 10 and 2, 10 and 3. No, they, uh, they barely lost to the San Francisco. Uh, sorry, they barely lost to the Baltimore Ravens. So their only losses came against the Seahawks, the team with the, one of the best records, and uh, the Ravens. That tells me they're like the third best team, at least in the NFC. Uh, and the fact that this game should be pretty close, regardless. Uh, are they... Yeah, they're facing Andrew Orleans. That has to be the reason why they're favorite, yeah. Yeah, it's just two and a half points. So uh, New, England, New, New Orleans only has that away, or sorry, the home, home, home advantage um, for the spread. And that's why San Francisco is the underdog. So I'm thinking San Francisco is the quote-unquote underdog. I think San Francisco actually wins this uh, decidedly, like decisively. The next game I have the Jets over Miami. I, this game I hate. This game, this game, the Jets are a five-point favorite against the Dolphins. The Dolphins that have won two of the last three, or three of the last four. Uh, I might switch this. I might, yeah, I had initially the Jets. I'm actually taking the Dolphins on this one. Uh, no, I can't, I can't. I have to take the Jets. Jets are still, if they're still hot, they're still hot. Uh, depending on the line for the, for the Miami game, though, for the upset picks, I might take that. But for Pick'em points, because they're only worth one point, and they're not worth, like, extra. I'm sticking with that. Uh, next game, I have Tampa. Tampa Bay. I say the Devil Rays, but on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to beat the Indianapolis Colts. Unlike Miami, where they can show up, I feel like Tampa Bay is actually starting to form some, form some consistency. Uh, Indianapolis just seems to struggle with high-power offenses. Um, despite Tampa's poor defense, this could be a close game, 50-50, but... Um, only having a three-point advantage, probably the home, being a home favorite. I think Tampa Bay does have an edge here, slightly. I think they win this like 50, 52% of the time, so I'm taking that. Houston over Denver, I'm taking uh, Houston as well. I'm riding on the fact that Houston is just really good at winning games after they're supposed to against strong teams. So, like, so for example, last week, they beat the Patriots. Um, generally, when you beat a a team, a team decisively that's pretty strong, especially as like an away dog, or just as a dog. The next week you might come up, you might come up short. But I've looked at like the stats online, and it seems like Houston just wins, um, even after being a dog uh, in the game prior against strong teams. So I'm taking that, and I think this is a close one. I think Denver could certainly snatch this away, um, but I'm taking Houston uh, for for this pick. Uh, the next game I have the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, as an underdog beating the Chargers. Again, I think this is going to be a close game with Minshew in. Uh, Chargers are going to fall short. That's how, that's their MO. They just fall short every game. Tennessee, I'm picking them over Oakland. Tennessee is starting to become one of the hottest teams right now in the NFL. Oakland, they, while they were hot, they're starting to cool down. This game is going to be a lot closer than what people expect, I believe. Um, even though it's a three-point advantage, I'm surprised. 80% um, of the people in Yahoo are picking Oakland uh, to win. Uh, I guess, uh, but Tennessee with Tannehill, uh, he, I, when you say Tannehill, he used to be like a joke, but he is starting to become uh, legitimate, so 
pretty interested to watch that game. I'm picking Tennessee because um, I think they just have a stronger offensive fire, firepower compared to Oakland. The next game I have is the New England Patriots beating Kansas City. This one is going to be a close one. It's Again, it's like a three-point spread. Uh, it's not too crazy here. Uh, I just believe New England is going to bounce back and get their win. Uh, and Kansas City just happens to be in the way. And uh, despite how good they are, and it's going to be a tough game, don't get me wrong, but I think New England is going to come out super strong. Uh, next game, and I'm hating myself for doing this, but I... Yeah, I'm going to stick with it. I have... Arizona, the Cardinals, beating Pittsburgh. Uh, this is a pretty interesting underdog pick. The, the spread's a lot closer than I would imagine. Uh, that's actually very close. Uh, yeah, the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I can imagine Pittsburgh winning by like three. The spread's two and a half, so I actually might pick the... <laughs> this is so I'm picking the Arizona Cardinals to win on the underdog pick, but I also might pick... Uh, no, 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 that's fine. Uh, yeah, it's the underdog here. So, uh, I think the likelihood is Pittsburgh winning this game. I think it's 60-40, but I... I don't know, I just refuse to believe that Arizona has given up this season, and they've always competed every game, especially facing strong teams. And I think this game, uh, with Hodges coming in... I feel like Pittsburgh should win this easily, though, but I don't think Arizona's gonna give up. I might switch this. Nah, I hate this one. I'll stick with Arizona. And let it be known, I'm just very indecisive in this this case. The next game, this is going to be a Sunday night game, I have the Seattle Seahawks beating the Rams. Uh, this is actually probably going to be a lot closer than I would imagine, only because it's a divisional game and a rivalry game. But Seattle just... I, I, Rams had their one good game, and I don't want to say they're back. Um, but I... Do think if it's going to be a slobber knocker, Seattle just wins. Uh, I can never go against Russell Wilson at this point. He is literally just he, like he. I swear he dreams like all of his situations, and he pretends that he's living out his dreams, and he keeps winning. It's nuts. So I'm not doubting Russell Wilson at this point. How is 75% of people picking the Rams at home? It's they, they're in Los Angeles. They don't have a home field advantage. Half the teams can have the team argument in Seattle anyway, or from Seattle. Uh, last last game, Monday Night Football. This is a sad game. Uh, the Eagles versus Giants. I'm picking the Eagles to win. It wouldn't surprise me if the Giants did sneak this one out. Um, I mean, the Eagles just lost to the Dolphins a week prior. Now are they eight and a half point favorites? <laughs> like these lines are so confusing. Okay, so that that's who I'm picking here. So I'm picking Dallas as a favorite, Atlanta as a favorite, Baltimore, Cleveland, Green Bay, Minnesota. All of them as favorites. Picking San Francisco as an underdog. Then as favorites, I'm picking the Jets, the Bucks, and the Texans. They're all favorites. Then my underdog, I'm picking the Jacksonville Jaguars over the Chargers. Then Tennessee Titans as a favorite, the Patriots as a favorite, Arizona as an underdog, and Seattle and Philadelphia as favorites. Feel free to make your own picks. We can compare. We can talk more. These are just all of my uh, picks that I do. I, I research all these teams about like an hour or two before I do the podcast. I still watch the games. Um, I mean, mainly at these days, I'm still a little bit more interested in those sports gambling uh, point spreads. But uh, but still picking these straight up is still pretty fun, at least to me. Like, I have a winning record, and I'm pretty happy with that. Now, moving on to another one of my favorite segments, too. I know you like, I know you guys like the pickums probably, but I like the underdog picks. I love the anti-par rankings. and um, I don't say underdog picks, but like this next section, I call them upset picks. 
Now, if you're unfamiliar with upset picks, these are picks that I generally make on sportsbooks. And it's usually on Bovada, and what I'm doing right now, especially, is uh, using betonline.ag. And I look at similar matchups compared to, like, the Yahoo Sports. But instead of me picking, say, like a Dallas versus Chicago game, uh, I like to pick money line picks in which if I were to win one game, I might get, like, say, a plus 200, or, like, I might get two or three or four times the amount of money back that I would get that I put in. And a case in point of this is if we're flipping a coin, and I would know every time I get heads, I get like a thousand dollars, and tails I get, and I lose a hundred. You know how how frequently would I want to keep flipping a, a coin? You know, like long term, if I flip it like ten times, in theory, I'm going to be winning nine times out of ten and losing a hundred that one time. So like, I'm trying to find situations to where I think the books are way off base. And if I'm able to properly calculate like how frequently a team could win versus the line that's given, uh, it's technically a plus plus EV or a plus expected value scenario. I feel like that's a little bit convoluted, but I'll, I'll give you guys a practical example. So, reviewing last week, okay, last week I had four picks, um, and going into last week I was down 9.1 units. And for you guys who are unsure of what a unit is, a unit is a denomination that's set based off the person betting. And sometimes it's based off of a percentage of a bankroll. It could just be you betting like $10 and you can say that's a unit. Okay, so for me, my units are different. And, and um, in my case here, as of the end of week 12, before last week's, I was 6-21 and 21 for the season. And again, I'm supposed to be picking underdog picks, so that's why the record's low. But the goal is, despite having a low record, I should have a positive um, profit. Because I'm able to sniff out these underdog picks. Well, being 6 and 21, which is 15 more losses. I only have a minus 9.1, uh, uh, what is it? You know, net unit. So, um, week 13, I picked the Bills to win, the 49ers to win, the Cardinals to win, and the Washington Redskins to win. Flat out money line. The Bills paid out plus 275. I won that. Nice. The San Francisco, San Francisco 49ers were plus 235, and that was a close game. So I'm pretty happy with how, how that happened. Um, they lost, so I lost the unit. The Cardinals lost. They were plus 140. And, and I, t I told you guys last week I thought the Cardinals was an like, absurd lock, and I was way off. Um, I'm pretty annoyed by that, personally, because I don't like being really wrong. But uh, And then the last game I had, the Washington Redskins winning a plus 375, and they won that. So I went from minus 9.1 with a 6-21 record. And remember, I'm only I only went two and two last week. I went from minus nine point one to a minus four point six units. See, that's that's what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm supposed to be getting these like half the time, not like one out of eight. That's like in my head, like on these picks. So I completely like cut cut off my losses in half just last week. And these these picks aren't even that ridiculous in my head. Like the week before, I had a lot of these like slight underdogs winning, and then it none of them hit. So um, this week. Uh, sorry, week 13, had a strong bounce back. I'm 8-24 for the season with only minus 4.6. And I'm this week I'm using Bet Online to look at the lines. So now I'm going to go over this in real time. You're going to see it as I see it, or you're going to hear it as I see it. And uh, I'll tell you which lines at least make sense to me as I go down. So starting with the Thursday night game, uh, the Bears are a plus 135 uh, against the Cowboys, and I do think the Bears could win, but... Uh, the odds aren't that great, especially for two mediocre teams. It's too much of a crapshoot, so I'm not going to pick that. 
the next game, I have the Buffalo Bills plus 200 to beat the Ravens. Uh, that is not out of the ordinary now. Uh, I'm a little bit hesitant to place that bet. If the odds were like 250, I might consider it. Uh, I might go on a different site to, to justify um, to justify it. So I use betonline.ag, and then I also use my bookie. And before, earlier in the season, I used to use Bovada. But I'm not really a big fan of their lines and odds. They do have really great betting in real time. But let's see, week 14, odds. So I'm going to see if I can find better lines that make more sense here. Yeah, Buffalo Bills plus 225 on my bookie. So that actually is a better line. I'm That is doable. So I'm going to quick write that one down. Uh, Bills plus 225. So against a very strong Ravens team, I never, I didn't pick them. I didn't pick the Bills to win in the pick them. But long term, I think Bills win this one out of three times. And a one out of three times means that to, for it to be break even, it would have to be like plus 200 odds. Because um, for every $1 I get, I get $2 back, so that's like one out of three total, so like 33%. So, um, so the fact that I can get the Bills at plus 225 makes this a slightly profitable play. And this is like just what I believe that Bills win one out of three times here. So uh, this is actually a decent one. I want to see if I can find better ones before I lock it in. So I have the Bills plus 225. Uh, next game I have the Redskins plus 560 against the Packers. Uh, I think the Redskins win this um, a decent amount of time. By decent, I mean like 20%. So if they win, I think they win 20% of the time. They're getting plus 560, so that means like they would have to win at least like I think like it's like one out of like 13% of the time or something like that. Some absurd, absurdly low number. So, so because of that, I think that's enough of an advantage. Plus, I also think um, the Redskins are playing a lot better than what people are or used to. I think Aaron Rodgers has lost a step. I think there's a lot of stuff going wrong, wrong in Green Bay. Uh, this might be a perfect sleeper game. Plus, uh, I'm pretty sure the Packers and Vikings are going to meet up at Week 16, so these games kind of almost don't matter in a sense. Um, I know they're still trying to get to, like, number one ranked, like, spot, but I, I don't know. There's, the Green Bay hasn't... The Green Bay Packers haven't convinced me that they're super legitimate. Um, maybe, it's, maybe it's because they've been doing it without being flashy, and that could be on me. But the skin's at plus... 560. Uh, this seems too juicy to let go, considering how Washington's playing, especially since they've won the last two uh, with Haskins in. And they seem to have a little bit more offensive firepower, and their defense has been a little bit more stout. And I can still imagine this being like a 24, like 13 game in, in Green Bay's favor. If that's the case, uh, despite me going for the plus whatever, uh, the spread is plus 13, and that is very good. Now I'm looking at the other site here. Uh, looking at my bookie. The line's plus five, five two five. So I'm definitely taking the plus five, five sixty from the Washington Redskins. That makes sense to me. So um, that one is going to be a lock. So I'm going to take the Redskins. I'm going to say Washington. Uh, plus five sixty. That is an absurd line. That one is that one is officially locked in. Uh, this game here. This is another good one. Um, the Denver Broncos plus three seventy five to beat the Houston Texans minus four fifty. Uh, I mentioned the Broncos tend to play better than than what the record indicates. Houston Texans have been a little bit hit or miss. Uh, I think Houston wins enough for me to justify the pick'em. But to say like almost one out of five times Denver loses, I'm gonna have to pull up some killers. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have to pull up some of my other stats here. So uh, what I like to do is 
I go to killersports.com and it gives me all these like trends and teams and all this fun jazz of like lines to take. Uh, it's like it's like every game's recorded and their data points are all recorded. So I'm gonna find this game here in that game again. I totally lost my spot. Is the Broncos? So I'm gonna see if I can find the Broncos. Should be an early game. Broncos at Texans? Maybe it's not. So team Broncos. So they both are like 50-50 overall. They really don't face each other that much. Uh, and Texas have lost the last few against the Broncos, especially the last three years. Let's do Broncos. And I just want to see how the Broncos have been playing recently. So this season, they've won two, they lost two, they've won one, lost two, won one. So they're kind of a hit-or-miss streaky team. Uh, they certainly, outside of the, from the Bills, Texans have not shown too much uh, in regards to defense, I don't recall. So I'm going to look at their other games here. The Texans have allowed 21, so okay, they've given up, no, they lost seven. Yeah, so they still give up like 20-some points a game. So this game, I would like to believe this is going to be like a, these, these teams are going to score about 20-some points, between 20 and 30, 20-30-some points. I don't think it's going to be a low-scoring game by any means. Because of that, of the crap shootiness, uh, I don't think going against Broncos here is terrible. I think the 375 is decent. Uh, I think they probably win one out of three times, almost two out of four times, and to get plus 375, especially for Denver Broncos teams that has been shown to win close games sometimes um, against a Texas team that can close out games, but I don't know... It, I don't think they're completely battle-tested. Uh, I like the Broncos pick. Broncos plus 375. There's, this is going to be a lot this week, I think. Uh, next game, 49ers plus 125. Not, not caring. Bengals plus 310. Uh, I think the Bengals can win, but I highly doubt it. Um, those odds aren't that great. Uh, I find... Yeah. Yeah, I find the Bengals beating Cleveland as likely as, as the Skins beating the Packers. Maybe not as likely. Okay. So, uh, the 310 for Cincinnati. Uh, I'm, I can't go against a team that's only won once. Or, you know, before a team that's only won once a season. And Browns do be terrible teams. So, uh, I'm going to I'm gonna avoid that one. Uh, Panthers plus 140 against the Falcons. Not worth it. The Lions plus 535 against the Vikings. This game itself... Uh, let's see if the other line here is... Looking like plus Detroit. I'm looking at the Detroit game on a different site, and it's not even up. They don't even have the Detroit Lions game available. What? Have, have the has the line moved that much? I'm gonna see my bookie. Because sometimes it doesn't show me the game. Wow, it's not it's actually not giving me the line on my bookie. So. Sticking with that online, I'm going to be picking the Lions at 535. Um, this is a this is a divisional game. Divisional game should never be like this. Regardless, like the plus 13 is very plausible, but I think that line is just absurd. Like the Lions can score. I know their defense doesn't, but like any like even 20% chance, this is still good odds here. Even like 15% chance they win, and I think they win like 25% of the time. And that's me being like harsh. Yeah, this is still a property play. I can't. I cannot. And if you... I'll tell you which ones I'm sure when I'm done. Sure of, like, actual winning. 
and then which ones I feel like are value picks so you guys can adjust accordingly. But the Lions at plus 535, that is just, that's too good of a price, uh, given the circumstance. Then we have the Dolphins, plus 200 against the Jets. Uh, I don't know which team's going to show up, and I feel like they would win out of three times. So the, those odds are technically correct, but I don't want to force it. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not, I'm not forcing, I'm not forcing these damn, these damn odds here. So, uh, going down to, is it the Dolphins game? It's plus 200, and then it's plus 185 on the other side. So it's not good enough for me to make the pick. I definitely don't trust Miami to win flat out, regardless if the pick is a value or not. So that's that. Moving down, let's see, plus 137 for the Colts, not sexy enough. Plus 149 for the Jaguars, that is kind of sexy. Uh, plus 149 for the Jags for sure, uh, versus plus 145 on the other side. So plus 149 means for every dollar I get $1.49 back. Now, do I think the Jaguars win this flat out frequently enough? This is their home with Minshew back. I honestly think this is a decent pick. I think this is a toss-up 50-50. Um, Chargers might have the edge of like a 55-45, but their ability, their inability to win games at the end uh, makes me want to believe that Jacksonville Jaguars actually can pull away and squeak out a victory here, like a comfortable behind victory. Uh, I don't like the plus three on Jacksonville. I feel like they might lose by four or win by three. I feel like it's going to be that, that kind of game. So uh, if I'm betting on like that, it's kind of high risk. Uh, I will do Jaguars. This feels like a stretch, but I, I like I like the plus 149 here. I think I think they win half half the time here. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs are plus 145 against the Patriots. Uh, not touching that one. Not touching the Cardinals at plus 130. Not touching the Raiders at plus 125. Here is here is another one. I am seriously gonna be. I might lose a lot of money, but I might win a lot too this week. <laughs> Um, the Monday night game is the New York Giants versus the Philadelphia Eagles. What is interesting with the Giants is that I, I'm going to quick look them up on Killer Sports right here because they, they do play Monday night games. They put, they lost a Monday night game. They lost another Monday night game. Uh, they lost. They won a Monday night game last year. How many Monday night games do they normally have? Uh, say and day equals Monday. So out of all their Monday night games, they've for 20 and 25 since let's say 2018 is probably more reflective. They're two and three, and this is opponent uh, Eagles. Isn't S isn't SD2L fun, guys? And day goes Monday, and opponents. Yeah, it's the opponent. Right? Opponent team. Ah, I forgot the eagle. Opponent team. Because Eagles. There it is. So every Monday night game, the Giants have faced against the Eagles, they've lost. That is not good. Okay. So history is not before this. They also go, they also underperform. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm a little bit hesitant. So, I'm assuming the Eagles are probably going to win. I, I almost want to take that as a value pick. Um, 
I'm a little bit hesitant. I don't want to start shooting out like five different ones and then be terrible at it. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm avoiding the Giants. I don't trust the Giants. They've lost eight straight. They're, they could snap out of it on Monday night. They can, you know, nut up and get everything together. It's possible, but I, I'm not putting my faith too much into that. So, here you have it, folks. I have five. Five different upset picks this week that I think will eventually be profitable long term. Uh, we'll, we'll find out. Remember, so far the season, I'm 8-24, minus 4.6 units. Um, but all it took was two wins for me to get back. And and the, none of these, I'm trying to give you the logic to show that like it's not really a desperate play. These are just like trying to give you the logic behind each reasoning. I think the Bills, plus 225, I think, um, giving them their respect, and I think they win this like 40, 30, between 33 and 40% of the time, which makes this plus 225 a value pick. So I'm sticking with that. The Washington Redskins at plus two, at plus five sixty. This is a game where I think this game's gonna be a lot closer than what people imagine. I don't think the spread of thirteen makes sense. I'm probably gonna put a, some some money against that spread. Uh, if I'm gonna be honest with you, I know Green Bay has been playing strong, but I think the Redskins have been uh, like their defense has been performing really well. Uh, I think this, I think this game's gonna be a lot closer. What people imagine uh, Washington could, could surprise some people, but the plus 560 is such a sick deal. Uh, I don't think they win this like more than 20 percent of the time. Although if, if I talk about any given Sunday and how I feel about the team, I think they they win like one out of three. Um, so the plus 560 is a good value pick. The Broncos plus 375 against the Texans. Uh, the Texans have just shown to win team. The Texans are the most erratic team. Like, they can win against strong teams. They show up. They, they play to the level of like, their opponent. That's what I sense. And Denver is the same way. And I honestly think this game is almost more or less a 50-50, probably a 40-60 in, uh, in Texans' favor. But, play, but, but plus 375, I don't think this is just a value pick. I think this is just a good pick in general. Even the plus 9.5 for the spread is really good. Um, so if you don't want to do the money line spread, definitely I, I'm feeling the spread too. But I'm feeling pretty confident with plus 375. Um, for the Lions, plus uh, 535 against the Vikings. The only thing I can tell you is that these are divisional matchup games, and I don't think, and, and I always think that Detroit always uh, wins one every year against uh, the Vikings, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to verify that right now. So let me quick press my NFL and hit the, the Lions game here, and it'll tell me all of the games, how they've uh, been facing off historically. So. Uh, let's do since yeah so the last two years Vikings have owned the Lions like big time so uh, after losing three straight so this is pretty streaky they can continue the streak it's very plausible um, but I think the Lions plus 535 against um, pretty uh, a strong Vikings team uh, I, I think the Lions still win this like 33 percent of the time even 20 percent of the time makes this a strong value pick definitely do that um, if you know if you're all about more volume and try to get long-term plus EV, that's probably the case. Uh, the last one I have is Jaguars plus 149. And uh, I think with Minshew coming back, they're, the team's going to play a little bit more inspired with the ability, with, with Chargers inability to actually close out games. I think this is a 50-50 that Jaguars went flat out. Um, so this, while this is a quote-unquote value pick, I think this is just a good pick in general. Same with the Broncos, like Broncos and Jaguars, I feel pretty confident in. Um, like generally speaking, without it being a good value, uh, Bills is kind of a hybrid of both, and then the Washington Lions are clearly value picks. So, even if I win 
let's say, one or two of these. Um, I would pretty much be break-even. Um, again, I don't think these are long shots. I mean, yes, they are long shots, but like, I'm not, I'm not trying to pick every high-plus team. It's just, um, like, it's just some of these teams make more sense than the others, uh, given the situation. So, uh, and plus at the end of the season, and I think people are not paying attention to, like, the reason why some of these teams are playing, uh, especially the Packers. I feel like, yeah, that one is going to be a sneak, that one's going to be a sneaky, interesting game. So there you have it, guys. I did not mean to make this as long as it should, but hopefully you enjoy the picks, the logic, and hopefully you enjoy the the talk and, in, 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 you know, my voice in your head while you're sleeping. Uh, until next time, guys, good luck with the NFL, and, you know, keep calm, relax, and, uh, and dream easy. <laughs>